0: do you think your content lives for on social media and other marketing channels? Prepare to be shocked. All that time and effort you put into creating that social content and it can live for just a few minutes but don't despair there are some longer lasting options for you and I am going to share them in this summer reheated episode from series two. Summer is my season and there's nothing that I like better than relaxing by my pool, so instead of sitting behind a microphone with pool envy, I am reheating the top 10 all-time episodes of the Sales Without Socials podcast. The best eps will be sharing how to massively increase the eyeballs in the business in an hour, the power of words for marketing, referrals, increasing sales using LinkedIn, understanding chat GPT, and a bunch more sizzling topics thrown into the summer mix so while i'm sipping champs by the pool i hope you get loads of value new ideas and inspiration from these top 10 episodes of the sales without socials podcast and hey step away from the facebook it's time to learn something that will make more money for your business without worrying about unbeatable algorithms, rhythms dancing and silly tiktoks or wasting thousands on ads that never make you money here we go Hello and welcome to the Sales Without Socials podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Williams, Chief of Everything at Digital Conversations, a Brisbane-based marketing consultant and trainer, helping B2B service-based business owners with simple marketing tactics to generate new business and increase the eyeballs on your brand. Before I deep dive into today's episode, I'd invite you to download Social Free Sales, which covers seven ways to supercharge your sales without a single social media post. Now, these are just a few thought starters, and I'm going to cover more of these on future podcast episodes. Plus, I'm also going to cover a load more marketing tactics that don't include Facebook ads, reels, or silly TikToks. Go to saleswithoutsocials.com.au and grab your copy now. Hey, everybody, it's Tanya here, and today... I'm going to talk about content with a twist. Now, before I start, I just need to say I have had a super crazy day. I'm feeling a little tired. I've had a couple of glasses of wine to try and relax. And I'm like, I need to pump out this episode. And I'm mentioning that because I know sometimes when we have days like this, it's really hard to go, you know what, I need to put it all behind me and go and do what I need to do to um, to get those couple of things ticked off my marketing list. So I totally get how hard that can be sometimes, which is why I'm mentioning the fact that I am not feeling great right now, but I am pushing through because I know if I just get this done off my list, I'm going to feel so much better so I can actually go and sit and relax. So I know, uh, I know the feeling people's uh, when it comes to, oh my God, I don't feel like uh, that marketing bit right now, but Believe me, when you push through and do it, you do feel better for it. So I will get back on topic. (laughs) So we're talking content. Uh, And I want to know, hands up, if you spend hours creating content every week and you feel like much of it doesn't get seen or it feels like maybe a few people see it initially, but then it dies a slow death. Yep, I totally get it. So many of us feel that way from time to time or all the time, right? But have you ever thought about how long your content actually lives for when you're in the process of creating it? I guarantee you haven't thought of that, right? Because we're just on the, um, the hamster wheel of going through the motions, creating the content, doing all the bits and the stuff that we're told that we should be doing. But that doesn't mean we're necessarily doing all the right bits and the stuff, Right. So what I want to talk about is how long that content lives for, that stuff that we're creating on the different marketing channels. Now, I see this a lot, particularly with B2B B2B service-based businesses, where they're creating all this content for social media, but it's disappearing before it actually really gets seen. So they might post once and then it quickly moves off the feed due to the sheer amount of content that's being thrown on the channel. And that is the algorithm at work. That is one of the reasons why you don't see all of the content that you're putting out there and your your own fans don't see all the content you're putting out there um, because the algorithm is blocking a lot of that, okay? This is an episode I'm not talking about the algorithm. I'm going to be talking about in a future episode. So in our next series, I've got a whole episode planned to talk about how the algorithm actually works. But this episode, we're going to be talking content. So let's Uh, talk about how long social media content lives versus how long other content type types live for now when I first read some of these stats I was like oh my god I could literally just cry right now because it is a bit like that when you see how long uh this stuff actually hangs around for and um especially when you put your your blood sweat and tears into creating it and and then you put it out there and then you get crickets and Yeah, it it just it is really disheartening. Like I totally get it. Now the numbers that I'm going to share, of course, are based on the averages. So we know that when content is um, engaging and people are interacting with it and commenting, then it lives a little bit longer. But I'm talking about these averages in general, okay? So while yes, your your social media posts live on your feeds indefinitely, like they don't stay on your followers' minds nearly as long. So instead of um, you know, most content goes on social, you know. We're gonna. I'm gonna share some of the stats on how long people are actually sort of seeing it for when it's on a feed. And yes, obviously it's staying on your channel on your page for forever. But unless someone knows about that page or that channel, then they're not gonna go and search for it because they've never heard of you before. So that's the difference. That's what we're talking about: the fact that when people are seeing it pop up and they can look at it, versus okay, it's sitting on your page somewhere and they still can go and see it. But really, are they gonna go and look at it if they don't know you? They're not. Okay. Social media content. As I said, it's pretty heartbreaking when you hear some of these numbers, but I am going to give it to you just like it is, guys. I'm ripping the Band-Aid off. You may not like to hear some of this stuff, but this is just the harsh reality of social media. So I'm going to go through the most popular channels and then we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, the less social stuff um, and we can compare some numbers and look at some some data and dive down on that. So social. TikTok. If you do TikTok, I hate to tell you, but it there is literally like instant decay on TikTok because when you think about how people are using TikTok, they are scrolling through, looking at fun videos, looking to be entertained, and it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? So they see your video, awesome. They may like it. And that's often as far as it goes. There is so much content being uploaded on TikTok that it is really hard to stand out. And when the first few minutes of release... That's when your video is going to get the most views. Unless your video goes viral somehow, and that's uh, pretty rare, then it pretty much becomes dead. Your content is there one minute, gone the next, unless you can generate generate some sort of viral hit. And most TikTok users are there to be entertained. So they'll have a laugh and they think, oh yeah, this is awesome, and then they're next, scrolling onto the next thing. Twitter, now I know Twitter's not that a popular channel with a lot of B2B businesses, um and it's actually in a lot of conversations i have very few people actually say that they mention twitter and that's okay because the the um, content lasts for 15 to 18 minutes on average now users are sending up to 5,000 tweets a second so if you're getting like twitter is obviously a global platform like all the socials but that's how many tweets are going out that's huge no wonder those tweets lose their relevance at such a fast pace, especially considering comparing that to other social networks. Your timeline is suddenly swamped with new tweets. They're drowned out by, by your own moment. You, like as soon as you submit that tweet, like unless someone sees it, it's pretty much calm. Um, so if you're tweeting your posts, they're disappearing fast and they're only lasting a few seconds. Just another reason not to be uh, spending a lot of time creating Twitter content, right? Let's get to our friends at Facebook now. Facebook, on average, your post will last as a lifespan of about five to six hours. Now, your Facebook updates will not stay in your followers' news feed for a set amount of time because of Facebook's news feed algorithm, the length, the location of your posts in news feeds, and all that sort of stuff. Will dictate how relevant and engaging your post is to your audience. So, through a Facebook post, lifespan varies and it typically receives around 75% of the total average within about the first five hours. So, it reaches that 75% of its entire audience in the first couple of hours and it quickly loses steam after that. So, if you are posting on those channels, you need to be making sure that you're getting some traction super early, right? And most of us, and not seeing that traction super early, we're just putting it out there and hoping that someone sees it right. Okay, so another reason not to focus on Facebook LinkedIn. So, LinkedIn is a channel that I am active on, and as I keep saying and will keep <laughs> saying into the future, LinkedIn has its own set of rules, and I don't class it as a typical social media channel. Um, it is built for B2B, uh, for business to business, and it's a professional platform, so it has its own rules. Unlike TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, your followers will have a much better chance of seeing your updates on LinkedIn, which is great news if you're a LinkedIn user. Popular discussions can receive hundreds of comments, and they can sometimes last months. Now, the goal is to elicit meaningful interactions. Now, a typical LinkedIn post, the, you know, the lifespan is around 24 hours, right? But if you can start a conversation that you know many people want to talk about, that can see your name keep appearing and that post keep appearing in those summary blasts and it let it let it lives longer, right? Now I know I have had posts that have lived for weeks, and that is because they've had a bunch of comments and engagement, which makes it live longer. So and you feed that engagement as well. So when people comment, you respond. People comment, you respond. That this keeps that putting out there to more and more people. So that means that post instead of just living for 24 hours like most of them do. Can live a lot longer because you're feeding the beast. Like you're going, okay. Someone's commented, I'm going to comment back. That is part of how the algorithm works, right? So if you want to expand the lifespan of your post, make sure you get that early engagement and try and get comments and keep continuing though the you know the response to those comments because that stuff does matter. Instagram. So the average Instagram post has a lifespan of around 48 hours, which is okay, I suppose, but considering how much time and effort you put into doing Instagram, it may be uh, not so great. The average longevity is estimated around 48 hours. This means that the post, publishing your content gets most of its likes, comments, saves, and shares in that time. So after that 48-hour period, it's less likely to receive much attention. So it's sort of, you know, again, it sits on your page. People can see it. Um, and if someone's binging your content and going through a heap of stuff, then of course they're going to see it. But if they're looking at it on a, on a feed, then it dies pretty quickly. Now, a study by Wiselytics found that most posts receive 75% of their to- total comments um, within the first 48 hours. So very similar to Facebook, makes sense. It's owned by Facebook. Um, the algorithms are constantly changing and I'm you know pretty sure that they're becoming a lot more closely aligned to what's happening on Facebook as well, which is why Instagram is getting harder. Um, the best performing Instagram post took at least 12 hours to build momentum while likes comments and peaks reached around, peaked around 21 hours. So, you know, yet again, you've got to get in there quickly. You've got to get those likes, like the comments in particular happening for it to actually live longer. Now we've spoken about social, so you can see they have a pretty short lifespan. So you think about how much time and effort you're putting into that, how long it lives for, is it worth my time? Probably not. Uh, it's you know it's good for a little bit of visibility, but we need to be realistic when it comes to our marketing and how much time we've got. Right? Okay. So now we're going to talk about some of the other types of content that we are typically putting out there as part of our marketing efforts and what that looks like in regards to the lifespan. Okay, you ready for it? Let's talk about video. So video on YouTube now, video on YouTube has a lifespan of around. 30 days now a video on youtube um while you know is is great that it has that sort of lifespan but while you see an increase in views within the first few days after posting your video can actually continue to grow in popularity for 30 days um, because youtube remains you know and available permanently obviously but that's why you want to try and optimize your videos for um seo also but when your video is brand new you've got that window where it's either going to gain momentum or peak in engagement, and after that, it might continue to earn traffic and engagement, or might be you know you might slowly lose them. But you know it has that sort of lifespan. Now I know when I look back on my YouTube channel, sort of newer videos typically have less views, but I can go back to videos that are you know a lot older, and I've seen those um, views increase over time because they've been sitting on the channel longer, right? So it sort of makes sense. So according to an in-depth study on the lifestyle the life cycle of youtube videos any given video on the platform may not just have one life but it rather might have multiple lives or phases so if something's happened and there's been a spike somehow um, in one of the videos that have been viewed on your channel that's a good thing right but it could have been, you know, because it's been shared again on social media or whatever, you know, oops, sorry, shared, it, shared again on um, one of your email blasts or, or whatever it might be. So um, we want to try and keep those YouTube videos happening for as long as possible. Good old blogs. Now, people think, oh, my God, I spent all this time running a blog. Does anyone actually read it? And look, they do. And the good thing about blogs, particularly blogs that are actually evergreen. So when I talk about evergreen content, that means content that doesn't date because we're not talking to it in a particular, in regards to a particular time essence. So for example, if I wrote a blog about Christmas and posted in April, it's going to sound ridiculous, right? But if I wrote that same blog, but didn't mention Christmas, I can post that at any time of the year because I'm not referencing a particular time of the year, right? Or if you're talking about something in a blog that refers to stats so if you're referring to stats in 2009 it's 2023 it's going to be weird to see that now so you want to be um, that's not evergreen content because it's dated okay so that's what we're, we're, we're talking about with evergreen content but done right blogs can live up to two years and maybe even more because they rack up traffic impressions engagement and results Now, in a study by the Halverson Group, they looked at a sample of 500 blog posts, each from a unique blog, and they evaluated their daily impression changes over two years. Now, the result was by day 700, so that's about 1.9 years, the average blog post will get 99% of its total impressions. So it's pretty interesting when they found that the average blog Um, does that and what was also really interesting what I loved about this study which I hadn't I learned something when I was looking at this as well was the average blog has three distinct phases of life the first phase is the shout phase so day one of publishing to a week to pub after publishing 50% of the blog post impression happened during that time right so of course it's a new blog people are seeing it it's out there whatever second phase is the echo so after one week up to about 30 days, impressions decline, but they still occur. So about 22% happen around that time. And then we've got the third phase, which is reverberating. So from day 30, so about a month after to that 700 days after posting, that is the sort of the second most important stage because you get 28% of all impressions. So your blog is continuing to live on, okay? So don't think, um, you know, that you can just you pop it out there and that's it. And no one's going to ever see it again. You want to try and do whatever you can to make it SEO friendly. You want to be sharing it on different platforms. You want to be putting it out, repurposing that content. Um, So it lives on. There's no reason why you put a blog up once and that is the death of it. Okay. So again, blogs worth the time and the effort. Uh, The other one, which we're going to go a bit old school here is direct mail. Yep. Direct mail has a lifespan of around 17 days. 17 days. That's pretty damn impressive. Now we're experiencing email oversaturation, right? We have overflowing inboxes, so it's getting harder for your emails to get open without it being del- deleted quickly. Quickly, and that is why direct mail that gets in front of people in their daily life um, is actually really powerful because getting something sent in the mail to you is convenient because they can read it whenever they want, right? And if it's done right. It stands out more than one pe- and and sorry more than one person can see it. So if you've got if someone's got something sitting on their desk, for example, and they've got people coming and going out of the office, they're having meetings and so forth. Other people could be picking that up and reading it, looking at it, and so forth. So it's a bit like a magazine where you've got you know your readership and your circulation. They're different numbers. Same thing can happen with direct mail, right? Now I know myself. I have collect um, kept and collected direct mail that I've loved over the years because. What it provides me with inspiration. And I just think it's really cool just to look at stuff and go, oh my God, this was so clever and so cool. It, and I remember those brands. Like the people that I've got that those direct mail pieces from, I can tell you all their brand names because it stood out and I remember them, okay? And that is what we're trying to achieve with marketing. Is it not? Exactly. So everything old is new again. So because no one is doing this stuff, It stands out and it lasts longer. Let's now talk about podcasts. Okay. So podcasts, exactly what I'm doing now, have a long lifespan. So on average, one or two years. But I know I have listened to podcasts that are older than that, right? People are searching for pods on a particular topic at any given time, and there is a podcast on just about any topic you can imagine. But there's a trust level with podcasts. And podcasters are often seen as authorities and therefore they're sought out for their expertise. I hope you guys are doing right with me. I hope you enjoy listening to this and hearing what I've got to say. And that's why we do it right. They are, um, they're powerful for sharing stories. They're highly engaging, they're personalized, and they're often binged. Now, I know myself that I will often, when I'm going for a walk, I will often listen to two or three episodes in a row of the same podcast. I do the same thing in the car or if I'm really enjoying something when I'm sitting here working, I'm listening to podcasts, I'll listen to multiple episodes. And that's what we want. We want people to say, this is great. I want to keep listening. So um, again, if you can create podcast episodes that are evergreen in nature, they're always going to be relevant for your audience, right? Um, so, you know, as I said, I've listened to podcasts that I listen to, you know, for years, or I'll jump in and out of different podcasts at different times. Um, but, you know, it's, it's worth the time and the investment to create a podcast. So I know how long it takes me to create mine. So I'll sort of do an outline, I record it, it gets sent off for editing. It ain't a great amount of time, right? So if I put that, let's just, I'll round it up and say like an hour. That same hour spent on um, creating multiple social media posts gets more ROI than it does on those social media posts because I, you know, over time, and again, a podcast, is a more of a long-term strategy. You're not going to start a podcast and make sales happen overnight. And you'll know that if you listen to the last episode where I spoke to this with uh, with Stevie. Um, so if you're interested in podcasts, go and talk to that one. I'll listen to that one. Um, but, yeah, so it lasts much longer. So that means it's going to be around longer and have a much better ROI. Now, the last one that I want to talk about is one that you probably don't think about it too much, but it is Pinterest. Now, Pinterest has a lifespan of anywhere between four months to one year, and this is super unique in the way that it works. Now, Pinterest is actually a search engine. It's not a social media channel, but the way it works is really quite quite rare because of the staying power that it has. 50% of the visits and page views on a pin happen three and a half months after it's first pinned, three and a half months. So you can put a pin up, and typically you're gonna get the most views in three and a half months' time. <laughs> that, that just blows my mind, but I love it. Okay, it's the only channel that that happens from. You know, so it really packs a punch when it comes to that staying power. So pins have great longevity because the Pinterest platform is old content friendly. Whereas most of things like Facebook and Instagram are new content friendly. So it doesn't rely on here and now to, you know, serve pins to users. It's looking at the stuff that's actually, you know, um, been posted quite some time ago. So users can research pins by topic, keyword, hashtag, check out boards and pins and created and view their daily feeds to to see what happens. I know myself, how I use Pinterest, Pinterest, I use it as a search engine if I'm looking for ideas for direct mail pieces, if I'm looking for inspiration for stuff that I'm doing around my house, whatever it might be, one of my go-to places is Pinterest because it has awesome content for all types of stuff. So it lives on the pre- on the prem- premise, God, I can't speak properly tonight, of repinning, which just means that pins can be saved and shared by different people over and over, which is that's a bit like sharing a post, right? Um, so that gives them a long and happy life. Now Pinterest is something that I have recently dived a bit deeper onto. I'm doing a lot of stuff on Pinterest because it is a search engine, so I'm putting a bunch of stuff out there. But I know that it's probably going to take, you know, that few months for it to actually really get some traction. So I'm invested in that process. I'm not expecting overnight results because, you know, overnight results, as we know, are just ridiculous. So uh, there you have it. There's a bunch of different con- content types, and the average lifespan on them now all all content has a window of time where it's going to be most viewed okay so social media obviously that life te- lifespan is very short so consider the cost to create that content for those channels so for example if you spent one hour creating four social media posts for facebook for example and they disappear within a couple of days if your hourly rate is 100 bucks an hour and well that sort of cost you 50 bucks a day right because you've gone I've created it but it's gone however if you created a podcast in that same hour and it lasts a year then it's cost you 27 cents a day because your content is living for a year rather than a day interesting way of thinking about it right I'm wondering if you've ever thought about your content creation like that Um, And I must admit, until I started to dive a a bit deeper into this, as I was developing the the Sales Without Socials program and some other things, I was like, wow, this is actually really powerful stuff. So think about when you're going to create that content, what's the lifespan of it? What's the ROI potentially going to be for me? Not just now, but into the future. So clearly, some content types are more robust than others when it comes to longevity, But don't make the mistake of putting all your eggs in one content basket. Just focusing on social media, for example, or just, you know, putting most of your content there means it's dying really quickly, You're putting a whole bunch of time and effort in, and you're not getting the longevity that you need. Because as we know, with social media, you need to keep feeding the beast, the content beast, because it needs more and more. The more you put out there, the more it wants, right? However, more evergreen content that's in blog posts and videos and podcasts can create results in years to come without little effort. So it's, you know, it's like that leverage thing. It's like I put it out there and it's still working for me. And the cost on your time is so much lower as well. Now, if you want to work out a plan to create longer-lasting content, then I invite you to book an exploration session with me and we can map out your content content plan, which gives you um, a lower-costing content piece that lasts longer. Um, and don't forget to join my free training, which is Swap Social Media for Sales, where I'm going to make, um, to get going to go into a whole bunch of stuff around that. You'll see the link on in the show notes. But make sure you register today at saleswithoutsocials.com.au forward slash free webinar. So a lot to digest. I'm going to leave that with you to consider. That is all from me today. I hope you got a massive value from it. And as always, what do I say? you know, come on, say it with me, say it with me. (laughs) Never let anyone dull your marketing sparkle. Have a fantastic day, night, week, month, whatever it might be. See you on the flip side. That was a summer reheat episode of the Sales Without Socials podcast. If you enjoyed this, then please subscribe and leave a review. I will love you forever. Well, for at least as long as the weather stays so fabulous anyway. And if you're interested in working with me, you can head to my super fun website at digitalconversations.com.au.